0: Will, have you ever heard of a reverse notch? Didn't think so. Because what a bizarre concept that is. It is a new thing, though. It's happening. Not just in smartphones. In fact, uh, earlier today, I did the video on the Lenovo... Why am I forgetting the the model now? Uh, S940. Was that it? The Lenovo S... 940, yeah, correct. It had the webcam up in this little reverse notch section up above the screen. Now, I think the implementation on this laptop is actually pretty elegant. But this type of design, it seems, is going to maybe, possibly, probably make its way into smartphones. Vivo patents reveal phones with reverse notch. So... This article on pocketlint.com details what these notches might look like. Very bizarre implementation. There's another one, Will, if you go to the article on PocketLint, There's two different potential reverse notch scenarios that are detailed there. One, it kind of seems to make sense on the left, which is this Sort of semicircle arc version, and then the other one. I just I can't even I don't know what to say about it because it looks like uh, Mickey Mouse. It's two separate ear looking things with uh, I guess two front facing cameras or one camera and various other sensors. This is a patent filing, so it's a little bit vague at this point. But of course, smartphone companies they're they're reaching, they're trying to to find the next thing, to work their way around this front-facing camera situation. We've talked about it a lot now. It seems to be the thing. It's the smartphone thing to talk about. And manufacturers are putting an incredible amount of energy into this. We had the, uh, the OnePlus 7 Pro with the pop-up camera. We had the Zenfone 6 with the Flippy camera, and then we've had all the other cutouts, hole punches and notches and so forth, and now, Will, we have the reverse notch. So, what more can be done? Man, notch city, there it's, it's all over the place. It's all over the map, and it, it appears to be no end to it. That said, I think this one's a bit goofy. I don't like this implementation. I think if you're going to do a reverse notch, you do it like Lenovo did on... The laptop, the S940 that I just looked at. Maybe just a slight sliver, which almost deceives your eyes when you look at it. You hardly notice that it's doing what it's doing, sitting above the display. You have to really look for it. It barely reaches above. That's the reverse notch of choice if I'm forced to take a reverse notch. Nonetheless, whoever expected to be talking about notches so much, let me know what you guys think. Is uh, is, re- is a reverse notch exactly what you're looking for next up will did you know about this bizarre new trend in men's fashion you guys didn't expect me to go there you see like let that sink in for a second this there's a bizarre new trend in men's fashion of wearing a smartphone around your neck this is reported uh via business insider luxury brands like prada are already selling versions that cost hundreds of dollars you see that jack you see that guy right there Will, you're getting killed here on this particular website. Just, uh, yeah, go ahead there and pause Pause your ad blocker. Those of you wondering why it is that we have ad blocker installed, considering the fact that this show runs on ads, it's just for the purpose of the show, obviously. Just pause it, Will. Just pause your ad blocker for a second. Go there, and then you can go pause on this site. There you go. Now click a refresh, and you're good to go. It's for reasons like this, to try to have pages load quickly for your uh, viewership. For your uh, pleasure of course so that you can see a seamless version of it but now you have the Huawei p30 ad at the top because we've paused the ad blocker so of course enhancing your experience Galgado p30 pro maybe they saw the previous video anyway Jack what do you think about this guy right here is uh is that a is is that a pal of yours is, that's you maybe it's you who knows um it kind of looks like a pass the 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 product that holds the phone, the necklace thing this guy's wearing is like a pass if you work at a, uh, I don't know, uh, an office building or something. Although it's much longer. It's almost in purse territory with the length of it. It's, It's right by the hand so that you can reach, pick it up. It's in the crotch region. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. Uh, it's a fashion trend. If you scroll down on this article, well, you'll see some uh, other implementations of it. That one right there is freaking me out. That's Versace's take on the trend. It's like a leash, sort of. I think Otis has a leash that looks like that. Uh, your phone sits in the case. That thing goes around your neck. That's for the iPhone 10 and it costs 875 dollars. Now I'm not really sure why this is a male fa- has to be a male fashion trend. Can't anybody wear this? seems fairly uh, uh, unisex to me as far as I can tell. like it could work in either direction, but anyhow, that's apparently a thing, a trend. Uh, myself, it ain't going to happen. I'm not doing it. First of all. It looks ridiculous, obviously. But second of all, I don't want that much access to my phone. I don't want my phone sl- slamming around. I constantly remind. What, how often are you looking at? Maybe that's not what this is about, Jack. Maybe this is a bigger thing. Maybe this is a statement. Maybe you're trying to be avant-garde. I don't know. The case features Versace's signature Medusa logo stamped on the strap and the case itself. It fits an iPhone 10. Uh, are you are you you're trying to send a message to the world? You're trying to say what? You have I'm oh, I I got access to my phone. I like to wear my phone cuz I'm on it. And I and the way I wear it is is it cost me $875 and you should know that. And if you don't know that there's a Medusa logo so you can know that. Scroll back up for a second there, Will. This guy right here, uh, well, I mean, they pay him to wear it. So can you really blame him? I mean, look at his shirt as well. Also, a look that I probably wouldn't choose myself. Nonetheless, the fashion world moving into technology. This is a couple times we covered this now. They're not going to leave technology alone. You tech enthusiasts out there, consider this fair warning. They're coming for you. This could be you. The Italian, French fashion brands get a hold of this stuff. This could be you. This is your future right here. But We all thought it was going to be uh, Terminator, but this is it. You're, uh, it's going to go a whole different way. Anyway, I don't know how big this trend is. It sometimes seems like these companies can sell anything, really. There's a, actually, if you scroll down a bit further, there is a girl version of it. Somehow that seems more digestible. I'm not sure how that's possible, Jack. Wouldn't you agree? Somehow, but uh, nonetheless, there's another guy. If you scroll down a bit further, then we really get a Jack picture. There you go, Jack. You see, that's, uh, you see, Jack, this is, uh, it's how they get you, okay? They, you're like, I don't know. I see, I could be that guy. Yeah, I'd be that guy. I just—I mean, what are we doing, guys? The brick wall as well. See the brick wall? It's—it's it's rugged. It's mysterious. What? It, it's in an—it's in an alley somewhere. What is this guy, Batman? I'm not gonna repeat what you just said. Anyhow, guys, uh, don't let me catch you in the street like this, okay? Don't let me catch you in the street slipping. As they say, because if I catch you in the street like this, it's going to be a problem. Consider that a threat. I'm just kidding; it's not a threat. I'll do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. It's a complicated world out there. I don't know why. I don't know what people are doing. I'm just here, breaking it down. I'm looking into it for you. Probably don't be this guy, though. I mean, it's probably a safe bet. I don't. Or or be. I don't. Okay. Next up, Will. I got great news. Great news. Microsoft and Sony make nice and establish a partnership for gaming and cloud services. This is the moment gamers have been waiting for. It, was, it didn't seem plausible. No one saw it coming. It was this thing where uh, for the longest time, no playing nice, exclusive titles, no interoperable online services. And then out of nowhere, they shake hands and they're like, yeah, we'll figure it out. And this is what I'm talking about When I, in a previous episode. I'm talking about the U.S. and Huawei. This is what they need to do. Get together, play some video games. They'll all be sorted out. Obviously not play video games, but I'm just saying amazing things can happen. Even in places where you it feels like a, like a, dead, a deadlock. Is that a word? Even in those places like this. Excited about the opportunities ahead with Sony for us to pursue our mutual gaming ambitions and delight players around the world. That's coming from Phil Spencer. Xbox, this means, okay, this is going to take a while to manifest for you to actually start to reap the benefits of this relationship. But imagine what this could mean. This could mean potentially interplay between the two systems for online gaming. So now it's like if your pals at school happen to be on one platform, they don't have to operate exclusive from you. If you're on the other platform, you could be like, I'll see you online later. Could also mean that some of the amazing titles that never reached cross-platform, maybe, maybe, that can, maybe they can work that out now. So apparently, Sony is now going to also have the opportunity to use some Microsoft cloud services that they didn't have access to before to potentially improve their overall product, their overall package, what they're delivering. Uh, it could be more cloud-based gaming. It could be a competitor to to Google Stadia. You know, maybe these the traditional gaming companies like Sony and Microsoft, maybe they see these streaming services emerging from Google, from Apple, and they're like, you know what? We get together, we shake hands, we put the jackets on. I like these jackets. You see, Jack, if you have to dress up, this is I, I could support this. What's it gonna be left or right? Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. So predictable. Jack's going with the guy on the right, uh, the CEO, Microsoft. Anyhow, they shake hands, they smile, and, and everybody wins. Like, seriously, potentially everybody wins in this scenario. It's hard to not be happy about this, about this handshake right here. It's been my whole life that these two... This is like in the game, this is like Apple and Google shaking hands in the smartphone world. And saying, you know, we're going to do a better job to make things play nice together. It's encouraging. That communication, Will, it's a powerful thing. You get together, you communicate, and great things happen. And now Xbox gamers and PlayStation gamers, for the first time ever, they can do this as well. They can do this thing that these two are showing them how to do, which is, let's shake hands. No more hate in the comment section. No more verses. Just, hey... Let's get together, let's get online, and let's have some fun. You see that, Will? What a day. <laughs> Next up, we got to talk about Game of Thrones, okay? Now, I admit, I got to do a quick disclaimer here. I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I, I know I'm going to get hate immediately. Like, people are like, you don't, don't talk on it because you don't know. I don't know. But what I do know, I do know this. There's a change.org petition, which is now at 800- 885,000, 885,000 signatures. Th- this is not a downvote on a YouTube video. You got to sign up. You got to put your details in and sign the petition. This is a lot of work. They're going to hit a million signatures. So this, peti- this petition claims that, that the writers on season eight of Game of Thrones are incompetent. It actually uses that terminology. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have proven themselves to be woefully incompetent. Oh man, that's rough. That is rough. I mean, I, aggressive, maybe too much. I, I mean, these guys are just making a show. They're incompetent. Here's the thing. Here's the way I look at it. Coming from a guy, I watched season one, and then you know, life and. I just can't. I, you know, can't. Anyway. I don't think they could have done anything that would have satisfied everybody. At this point, the people have invested so much time. It's just hard to wrap it all up and satisfy all the needs. It's crazy. The thing means so much to so many people. As evidenced by this change.org petition. A million, close to a million, probably a million when you're watching this a million signatures this is what they're asking okay this is what the petition is asking it's asking that if it hits a million signatures that these guys go back to the drawing board and redo season 8 of the show redo it <laughs> like is that something HBO has ever done is that even feasible they 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 go okay we're sorry here comes the season eight you wanted. And then how do they possibly deliver the thing that everybody wants?
1: It's crazy because the season hasn't even ended yet. So yeah, yeah. they're just like, we're going to just change everything.
0: So maybe you can help me here. How many episodes total in the season? Was it five or six? Five or six? Okay, and yeah. there's one left. Yep. So the last episode that happened, something happened that everybody's mad about yeah and and then this happened immediately after some character behaved in such a way that people didn't like Mm -hmm. Uh, i get that like look i've watched shows in my life and and sometimes i don't like the ending and sometimes i don't like an episode but for me what's interesting about this is just the scale i mean it's obviously a very popular show and then the 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 activity the 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 sheer the volume of individuals prepared to go out of their way to spend their day signing up for a petition to redo the show. Come at me, bro. That's the Night King. I guess this guy is very powerful type of dude, and he's not interested in redoing the show. He did the show already. No spoiler. I don't know. Are we spoiling things right now? I I hope not. Anyway, this is a real thing that's happening. In 2019, people they uh, they're very upset, all right, and they want and 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 I and I truly believe people want what they can't have. Like I think people want too much. Like I'm saying, I just I can't imagine the stress involved in trying to write for this show and trying to satisfy the, the most enthusiastic fan base maybe ever for a show. It's impossible, Will. Like you watch the show
1: yeah i enjoy it but i i you know like most people i um i was disappointed with the last episode but hey it's a show you know you move on with life that's yeah. it
0: <laughs> no no these people they don't move on they sign the petition i don't look i don't think even if this thing hits a million i don't think they're gonna remake season eight uh, maybe they'll come back and do Some alternative universe, a movie or something. I'm not really sure what they can do here, but obviously the fan base is enthusiastic. You do have to appreciate an enthusiastic fan base, right? Like, that's what everybody wants. So, but a million people on a petition is mind-blowing to me. That's how many people are upset And I'm sure I'm going to get an education after speaking on this as to why I should also be upset. But I'm like you. I just can't see it. I can't see myself trying to get these poor guys to go back and do it all over again. Like, just just a thought. I'm just going to throw something out there. Like, maybe these guys tried their best. Like, maybe it's hard. Maybe making this stuff is hard. And maybe it's enough to say, you know what? That wasn't my favorite. But, like, to come out and say the guys are incompetent like, they got lives. I mean, they got families, whatever. I don't know. They, they probably put some effort into this. Could they have done better? Absolutely. Everybody can always do better. But, uh, I mean, they got to go collect their paychecks from HBO. And HBO's like, take a look at this. Everybody hates us. And do they lose subscribers over it? I hope not. I don't know. It's a lot. There's complexity to it that goes into this. But I really feel like no matter what they did, there were going to be people that were angry about it. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from a guy. Who's willing to admit that, I I mean, I haven't, I'm not a super fan. I watched season one. So that's the disclaimer in there. But I feel like I would have the same position on any show, any creative thing like this, which is like obviously wildly successful, maybe too successful for its own good. These people have invested, what is it, eight years? I mean, it's eight seasons. I don't know how many seasons. It's a long time. People have gone through stages in their lives along with this show. Different relationships they've had, possibly because of this show.
1: There's a lot of investment there.
0: Tons of investment. And so it's just hard to wrap it all up. Nearly impossible. Did you know, Will, that you can use your Samsung Galaxy phone to view secret menus at restaurants? You didn't know that. No. You see, that's why I don't tell you about this before we roll. Because I like to surprise you. I like to blow your mind. It's another story from Pocket Lint. So shout out pocketlint.com. Uh, Samsung signed a deal with a couple different UK restaurant chains, Bills, The Breakfast Club, Patty and Bun and Pizza Pilgrims. Kirk you would you'd, you'd go to Pizza Pilgrims, let's be honest. Name name like that. You you had to get the gluten crust though, you know? No gluten crust, maybe they got it, maybe they don't. Maybe it's on the secret menu. Maybe if you bring your Galaxy device in there, you'd be all set. They'll be like, "We got you." brother. Anyhow, so they signed a deal with these different restaurants and if you visit with a Galaxy S10 or some other Galaxy phone and you scan one of the codes in there, it will pop open this secret menu. If you try to scan the same AR code with your camera with a different device, it'll say, sorry, no Samsung, no secret menu. You gotta deal with a boring, old, regular menu. So... I think it's kind of cool marketing thing. It's a, I mean, it's obviously very gimmicky, but it kind of is a cool interaction between technology and the real world. Maybe not their specific implementation in which it has to be a certain phone and a certain environment. Can you imagine? Imagine you had some like trendy restaurant or some trendy food item exclusive to people carrying a certain device. I mean, it seems a bit rude on some level. Imagine you go out together and they're like, I'm ordering off the secret menu. And a friend is like, what? I wish I could have that. You know, it's kind of rude. But you can imagine, though, these little AR things hidden in certain places. And, and you play a little game here when you go to a restaurant. Just increase the entertainment value of maybe interacting with, with, with the, the venue in an unusual way through AR. It kind of, it showcases how that could eventually be a possibility. And maybe you're on a date. Well, maybe you're on a date and, and the girl is like, uh, you know, oh, why did we come to this restaurant? And you're like, Hey, watch this. And then she's like, you're such a nerd. I'm leaving.
1: (laughs) She just walks away.
0: She's like, this is, I'm embarrassed. What are you scanning things? And.
1: And then the scanning malfunctions. I was like, wait, wait, but the secret menu. Oh, You're like,
0: there's no. a secret menu and I bought a Galaxy fine. And she's like, ew. And she's like, I didn't come here. Well, if she did that, then you actually lucked out because you got away from a nightmare. Yeah. But maybe she's cool. And she's like, you know what? This guy right here, he's showing me something right now. This guy right here, he's a little different. His willy-do character, He's got some tricks up his sleeve, yeah, she might be doing that, waving off the heat waves, so uh if that's the case, then this could be the future of uh, willie do's this could be Willie Do's next relationship right here because of Samsung. he might have to go to the u k though you gotta go on this date will uh to no. to uh Pizza pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> it might be an expensive date, Will, to show off this. Uh, yeah. But who knows? Maybe we'll see it roll out in other places. I thought it was pretty cool. Hey, Will, do you know anything about McLaren, the car company? They got a new, a, a really cool-looking car. It's called the GT Superlight. Now, first of all, that's an amazing name. I mean, who doesn't want to say, I got to hop in my Superlight because I got to get there fast? So if you don't know about McLaren, they make these the, uh, really amazing supercars. And usually, they're kind of bare bones in the sense that it's all about the driving experience. They're not the most comfortable things. They went the other way with this. They want you to be in this thing for a long period of time. McLaren has unveiled its newest road offering, the Grand Tourer. That's what GT stands for. And the McLaren GT Superlight is the company's first Grand Tourer. And it fits alongside the Sports Super and Ultimate series of their supercars. So this one is all about comfort and cabin refinement. That's a cool-looking car. you got to admit that. And apparently, it's more comfortable now. It's going to be, of course, stupid fast. And what does it say here? I actually have the specs. The top speed is 203 miles an hour. And it's going to go 0 to 62 miles an hour in 3.2 seconds. So, looks cool, drives fast, does the usual, but keeps you a little more comfortable than it has in the past. So, Will, you might have to pick one of these up go for a test drive that'll now that's that's really how you have an effective date right there all right last one for me before we get into uh the questions we have uh, a development here in the world of con- condiments do you know what a condiment is well ketchup ketchup is a condiment now have you ever heard of mayo chup
1: this is an actual thing
0: hang on a second this is an actual thing new heinz condiment mayo chup has an unfortunate translation in cree okay that's the that's the article right there so heinz put out a product called mayo chup which is like that is the least appetizing name i've ever heard on its own jack on the other hand he's examining he's gonna give it a shot so it's You know, depending, he, well, you actually, you probably like those, the ripple, the ripple fries right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good time. That's a good time on a plate right there. Anyway, so it's a mixture of ketchup and mayo. You get mayo chup. But the funny thing is that apparently this, this, this word mayo chup has a derogatory meaning in Cree, which is a language, a native language. Yeah. And, uh, Apparently, the Grand Chief, Jonathan Solomon, has translated for people. I'm not going to repeat what it means here on, on on the air. It's a family show. But if you want to go look into it, very derogatory uh, remark. Yeah, he, he showed it. Will showed it. Well, you can highlight it. You can show people and highlight it. But it's uh it's, it's actually kind of crazy that no one recognized that. <laughs> but... Anyway, you got to watch the video version to see exactly what it means. But just suffice to say, it's a, it's a, it's a curse. It's a curse term. It's a, sw- it's a swear word of sorts. It's a swear word associated with an action. And so there you have it, mayo chup. Now, maybe they were going for the meme. Maybe they're like, that's kind of, f-. maybe they knew. Probably not. But nonetheless, somebody's going to try this stuff. And you got to let me know. If you give it a shot, maybe it's the future. Maybe it's a futuristic condiment. Maybe ketchup is dead, and it's all about mayo chub. Now, I'm not really sure. Anyway, Will, let's jump into some questions. Unless you have a story, you probably have a story, I'm guessing. You, uh, do, you do. Oh, you yeah. got
1: more than one, man. Whole, I have a few. Holy, and, and you want to get to them all? No, no. Maybe just one. Okay. Because I thought this was pretty interesting. Basically, um.
0: The reason I said maybe you didn't want to get to all of them because
1: if you guys can't tell, Will's
0: got a bit of a cold. He's got some allergy, something allergies, something going on. So he said, don't look at me. Don't ask me to talk today. So I was just giving him the out if he needed it. I was being nice. not I appreciate it. Not rude, by the way. Just want you to know. Go ahead, Will. What do we got?
1: So there's a, a neural network called GAN. It's called Generative Adversial Network. And basically what it is is you can kind of lump sum put all these images into it and it spits out new images so what this guy did he put like pretty much all the pokemon images inside and then it kind of spat out like a a bunch of like different looking pokemon
0: so these the pokemon that it spit out aren't actual pokemon it's a best guess of creating new ones based on the data analyzed from the pre-existing actual Pokemon.
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting because, like, every Pokemon looks different. It has different colors, um, different shapes. Yeah,
0: they're sizes. all unique.
1: And uh, what's what's interesting is that uh, this program was used for um, different body types huh. for humans. So... I'm showing here is basically just a video of people that look like humans, but it's all generative.
0: I like what you just said. People that look like humans. That's heavy. (laughs) Well, they're
1: actually not humans, but they look like humans. That's
0: heavy. People that look like humans. Things. Uh, Objects that look like humans. Wow. That's wild. So it's a similar type of AI here. That is generating humans based on a data set of of potential humans and meshing them together to create these different looks. Yeah. Data grid, model generation AI. So you don't need to hire a model anymore.
1: Exactly. For like the fashion industry. Fashion industry. So
0: and weirdly enough, it's kind of like they're moving as well, are they? Or is that just the
1: It's just the program working like yeah, yeah, but, humans together?
0: So so you have let's say you you're HM or something, you go all AI on yeah. the website. You can, get the AI to try on all the looks. Yeah, different body types. And you don't you know? hire any any more models. Exactly. Wow. And you can get in there and tinker with whatever AI you think best sells your or one step further. The individual, the shopper, could be on the site and pick an AI that's most suitable to their body type Mm -hmm. to try on the thing instead of the one or two models that are available in the image section before they order. Yeah. This could revolutionize online clothing shopping. Hey, Will? Yeah. Cool story, man. Well done. Breaking it down. AI. Science. Computers. Technology, mm-hmm. the future, Blade Runner, allergies. Let's go ahead and do some questions real quick. Oh, I should mention as well. You want to send your questions and you should because there's nothing Will enjoys more than reading your questions. I'm not even lying. Loves it. You can send them to will at LouLater.com. You can get on the show. Okay. Do you think the cloud is the future? And if so, should we trust it? Ooh. Uh, I mean, definitely, yes. It's not like people are storing things locally. It's too convenient to do otherwise. And in my opinion, as I've mentioned here in the past, convenience seems to win every single time, no matter what. Humans just select for convenience. So yes, I do think it is the future. Should we trust it is... Well, that's a lot more difficult thing to address. Uh, What can you trust in this day and age? I mean... It's like you had all that stuff come out with the Snowden and this and that and spying. And does anybody trust anything? Most people I talk to will say, you know what? I recognize that I'm submitting all my data to the web. I recognize I'm out there. But what do I have to hide? That's what you hear a lot of. What can I do? I got to be involved. I need these services. So I share my data. Uh, the privacy conversation is starting to heat up right now. You've got Apple in their marketing materials saying, hey, we're the, we're the safe ones. You want your stuff private, this is where to do it. Maybe if customers demand it, things could change in that department. As far as trust it, it's, that's kind of vague. Like, trust it in what way? What do you have to hide? I mean, we heard about this WhatsApp hack recently in which... You know, they were they were able to get all kinds of access to individuals targeted individuals uh, through a phone call so like trusting the cloud essentially means trusting their security and trusting that they will always be a step of a step ahead of individuals who want to break down what they've built and so far in my experience on this planet it seems to be fairly evident That if you build a wall, if you build a barrier, somebody's going to try to break it. So trust, to a degree, never 100%. Not in my opinion. All right, what do we got next, Will? Simple question. What is your position on brain uploading digital immortality? Would you do it? Have a nice day. Whew. Uh... This is the this is the thing where you live forever they upload your consciousness all your memories and thoughts and maybe something happens with it in the future maybe you continue to exist in some alternative bio robotic situation they upload your consciousness somewhere you're never gone you're sort of here forever whatever you happens to be Ah uh, nah I don't need to nah you know what, I'm cool with things, I'm cool with an end, I'm cool with it, I'm not, uh, I understand the appeal I guess, immortality, sounds kind of exciting, interesting, but like at a certain point, doesn't everything end, Uh, isn't that part part of the deal, like even having the experience that you have in life, all the various things that you do, you change, There's things you used to do that you don't do anymore. Why? Why did you stop doing those things? Why did you move on? Why do we ever move on to whatever the next stage happens to be? You know, I think there's a lot of people that are trying to hang on to to what's in front of them. And sometimes the grip with which you attempt to hang on is actually the thing holding you back. Yo, we don't have the answers, Will. We don't know... What we're doing or where we're going. The big questions. Unanswered. So to stick around just because because that's the known? It seems a little presumptuous. That like this is the thing and the only possible thing. I don't want to, I don't think I'm ready to upload anything. You know, I don't. I mean, maybe if there was some sort of a strong pull from family members or that that was like, hey, imagine the document was there, kind of like a will. Like, you're you're signing the document, and it's like, will you be uploaded? Yes or no? And the family's like, we, we want to have you uploaded. We want to keep you around, the cyborg version of you. I mean, that would be hard. That would be a real dilemma, trying to convince them that you want to move along. And they're like, no, you could still be here when your body can't. And we want that. And we need that. That's a compelling argument. But I would still argue against it. I mean, maybe I'm old-fashioned, Will, in that sense. But I'm willing to admit there's things I don't know. I don't need to control everything. I like controlling some things. Other things, I leave it alone. Chaos is out there. It's going to be. I control what I can. That's my take. Do we have one more question? One more question. I was doing the dishes and thinking about your show. Love the new concept. Thank you very much. Wasn't actually thinking about your show, but about you and all your talk about hockey. Oh, interesting. Okay. And some questions came up in my head. I'll just ask one of them, though, or else this would take up your entire show. If you had to choose, would you choose what you're doing now over a career in the NHL? (laughs) Well, this guy's obviously paying attention. Because uh, I haven't like, played hockey or talked about playing hockey in a while, I don't think. Did I talk about it on this show? Maybe I did. I play hockey. Enjoy it. Love it. I may even enjoy it more now as an adult than I did as a child, which is kind of strange. But I feel like I can appreciate it more. I feel like I can appreciate a lot of things more now than I did when I was a self-centered youngster. Because that's really the way I, f- I feel like I was. I feel like a, it's the progression in life. I don't think I would. I don't think I would trade what I'm doing now over a career in the NHL because this is, this happened organically for whatever reason. I was drawn to this particular thing, and it's a it's a, a whole number of situations and relationships and. Pe- people helping me out and you know various other circumstances that brought me to this point point. and the thing is i wouldn't want to change any of those either because they've had it's had a dramatic impact on my identity at this point i mean it's the reason obviously i'm talking to you the individual that asked the question the the reason that we're capable and able to connect there's actually a really interesting type of connection too kind of unprecedented Like, in traditional media, the way it was when I was growing up, you could never reach out, send a question, get on a show like that. Not that I was aware of. I mean, maybe you could request a song. Actually, one time I requested a song to be played on a radio station, and they played it. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. But you look at what's happening in media now. I mean, it's really exciting. This connection. Oh, 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 my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's a dog... Holy moly. Apparently, apparently more exciting. Apparently more exciting than I'm even aware because the dogs are all we got we got multiple dogs in here. It's a dog. I mean, there's more dogs, there's almost more dogs than humans in here at this point. It's getting close. Anyhow. So the way I look at it is like this particular profession, this line of work, it's opened up some really amazing things. And it allowed me to advance my passion and enthusiasm in a particular space, tech, exclusively, through Unbox Therapy first and now here. And in a way, like actually this form of communication, this casual conversational thing with the two-way dialogue through these types of questions has been particularly rewarding and interesting and fun for me to do. Keeps me thinking, keeps me thinking trying trying to get to the bottom of something trying to think about how how i want to express myself or like how i can be of use be of value help people out sometimes whenever possible i mean that's that's the goal i'm not sure we hit it we i'm sure we miss lots of times we miss but 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 like i said in a previous podcast we aim we're aiming and i wouldn't trade that i'm not ready to trade that. be a lot of fun to be in the NHL, man. Play at a high level. That'd be a lot of fun. But that's a, you know, that's a different life. I can't speak on that life. That's a different life. Anyway. I like these questions today. Great questions. They're going, they keep going up. Thank you very much for that one, Nicholas. It's uh, it's a wonderful time to be alive. And here we are. We're 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 out here, we're on the internet, we're surfing. We're riding a wave. I mean, we're all here. And I never expected it. I, I must have thought it was possible at some point along the way. But now we're here. And we got great people like Nicholas as a part of the community. And I really appreciate the community. Uh, especially all, all the new people that came over to this new channel. Giving it a chance. Obviously, you know what you like on the Unbox Therapy channel. And obviously, I appreciate that. That was the key. That opened the door. But for those of you that jumped over here now as well, I appreciate you supporting this new experimentation, this new excursion, this trip that we're going on. Truly. And Will feels the same way.
1: Definitely. Yeah, thank you.
0: So there's that. We're going to see you very soon. And Kirk, you can cut it right there.